Hey, podcast. Uh, enjoy this throwback Thursday with John Ross, and he was an amazing guy to interview. Um, great to hang out with. He's a super accomplished photographer in the hair world. If you haven't heard of him yet, um, you can check him out on Instagram at John Ross and, and uh, just see some of the incredible work. The guy's got over like 200 covers. We were able to catch up with him at an event. Um, I think it was Thrive Sessions in Phoenix, I want to say, maybe. Yep. Uh, about a year back. And uh, you got the full discussion here. That said, I just wanted to really quickly say I probably should have said this sooner, but our four-day intensive salon owner manager workshop uh, is probably going to sell out relatively quick. So if you're interested in that, um, please email us at info at 124go.com um, and just title page it four day. And we can give you all the details there. It's February 21st, 22nd, and then the next weekend with a couple of coaching sessions in between. Um, truth be told, obviously COVID's had a major effect on the industry. I, you don't need me to tell you that, but we're going to be really deep diving into some of the challenges that have come along with this year. So totally unique. We've added a lot of new content to it, even though um, uh, our prior you know, session was super strong. This one's you know kind of built to last in 2021, if you will. So email us at info at 124go.com. Or if you happen to be a Kuhn Salon, Kuhn is one of our uh, top salon partners that we work with. Uh, they're sponsoring us for this event, and so they are offering this in their Kuhn uh, Loyalty Club program. So if you happen to be a part of the program and built education points last year, or education dollars, I believe it is, um, and you want to use those to you know up your ownership slash management game, um, that might be a great way to spend that money. So you can talk to your Kuhn rep about that um, and their loyalty uh, and then however you guys redeem loyalty points. I actually don't know the system for it. Um, but you don't have to be a Kuhn salon, obviously. We want to you know help anybody that's interested. So, um, But that's just another way to do it. Anyway, listen, happy Thursday. Enjoy the episode. Just try and capture the essence of what that person is. And, you know, if that if you're doing something that's very masculine or whatever, mm -hmm. put them in an environment that's very masculine. Make make that the point of the story. Don't mm -hmm. worry about if the quality of it's great. It doesn't matter if half the picture's dark and half the picture's light. Or right. you know, put her in a bit of daylight. You know, you're lucky in America. You've got sunshine nine <laughs> you know nine hours a day. Yeah. We have sunshine nine hours a month. Yeah. everybody. Welcome to the Shop Talk Podcast brought to you by 124Go. I'm your co-host, Chris Suleme, and as usual, sitting here with my great friend, Mr. John Palmieri. And we are at Thrive Sessions still in Phoenix, yeah, right? Yeah, we're in Phoenix, Arizona for the uh -huh. Thrive Sessions. Um, by the time you hear this podcast, it's yeah. going to have come and gone. Yeah. But let me make it really clear. If you haven't heard of the Thrive Sessions, 
Google it. Um, but you need to come next year. For 2021, yeah. this is a great event. It's independent education. If you're trying to up your game, you want to get more inspiration, you want to get an, uh, an opportunity to learn something new, get kind of out of that manufacturer's you know education yeah. box, yeah. this is the place to be. So 2021, put it on your calendar, Thrive Sessions, uh, Sally Rogerson and Lindsay Guzman from yeah, LB, LB Extensions. Uh, you you can't go wrong. Uh, Jenny Streeby is here. Yes. Jessly, uh, Jay Wesley Olson is here. Yeah. Um, and we have an incredible... Yeah, because uh, while we were walking around hanging out with all these cool people, yeah. we met somebody else cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So John came running up to me in the hallway, um, skipping, I want to say, <laughs> skipping perhaps, and said, there's somebody really amazing that Was we I should be... Skipping? Well, there, there, you were skipping a little bit. Right. I mean, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> um, Not to like the whole world or anything. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you said we have somebody really amazing uh, that we should be sitting with. And... Um, you know, I, I had not had the, you know, the pleasure of meeting this person yet. And um, you showed me his Instagram. Yep. And instantaneously, what I got to see was cover after cover after cover of beautifully shot what I think is, you know, was thought of as a dying art. And obviously, it's very alive, you know, real true editorial yep. hair. Yeah. Um, the type that wins Nahas, the type that, you know, get, is, is meant for covers. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, we were able to we were able to convince this yes. handsome gentleman to sit down with us, <laughs> yes. and we sit here with Mr. John Ross. And so, John, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's really nice to be here. Yeah. We're very excited. As Sally had introduced us, because John does a lot of the photography work for yeah. um, Sally Rogerson and the SR company. And as you said, we were kind of scrolling through the Instagram feed, and it's just amazing work. So uh, we're really excited for this. Yeah, it's incredible. And I mean, as 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 this conversation progresses, I'm sure we'll get to the covers and the Naha, and so. Um, really excited to get started. Let's go ahead and get into it. You know, the great thing about um, having this conversation with John and thus, you know, my girliness, uh, Sally had, you know, told us that uh, Mr. Rossman's going to be here. And so, of course, I went to the Instagram and I'm flipping through the Instagram feed and the work is just amazing. So for any of you who haven't yet, you need to whip out your Instagram, take a look at the work. And I know how hard that work is because in a past life, I tried to do that. Because <laughs> how hard can it be, right? Yeah, absolutely. It, do a nice haircut, do a nice color, take some pictures. And it's not even close to the same. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited because I know how hard that work is. Mm. Never could ever be that talented and so to meet with somebody who is 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 exciting yeah yeah um 100 so if you listen if you're hearing the noise in the background um you know we're just going to deal with it on this one we're at a show and uh we're happy to be here and so john uh, how you know how do you want to start us out here i always like to know how people got into this industry i know that there's you know a lot of us have got here from different paths different different, different directions and i always think that that's a great place to start so tell us how did you I, I, i'm <coughs> I'm assuming photography is a little bit different than hairdressing, but you've obviously made a, a strong impact on the hairdressing industry. How did you get involved with us hairdressers? How did that happen? Um, because I used to be a hairdresser. Seriously? Yeah. Well, tell us about that. Um, I did the classic route, left school at 16. Yep. Wanted to play professional football, really. And Now, when uh, you say football, you mean uh, yeah. English football, soccer? Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 Football, football. I have to remind and, you guys that you uh, got it wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, through various things, a, a girlfriend of mine just rang me one day and said, 
we're having problems in the salon, mm -hmm. we need somebody to come in and help and clear up and whatever and help and sweep up and whatever, mm -hmm. um, would you come in? And I said no, and she, anyway, she, a week later she found me and said, would I go in? And I said, yeah, I'd go in. She said, there's some lots of cute girls working in the salon. Right. Usual story, so I went in and uh, I really enjoyed it. Just really enjoyed you know, working in the salon and being in the environment. Mm -hmm. And then three months later, they offered me a full-time job. And so I started doing that and then da, 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 did my apprenticeship and did my time learning how to, you know, to do hair and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Sassoon's, did some time at Sassoon's, learning how to, ha to cut hair. Mm -hmm. And then I was headhunted by a company called Allen International, um, who at the time had half a dozen academies in London and 25 salons. Became their art director, flew all the way around the world, did loads of shows and loads of exhibitions everywhere. Mm -hmm particularly under the Weller banner, all over the world. And I did that up until about 1990. Um, and then my love for it kind of just overnight, I kind of just didn't want to do it anymore. So how did that, how did that, tell me about that transition from hairdressing to art director. Um, it, it was, it's an odd thing, I think. I was very, very young. I joined, the, joined Allen International when I was 19. Mm -hmm. And within a year, I was leading their art team, and and just I always found hairdressing really easy. Mm -hmm. It was a, a such a natural thing for me. I had good hands, which maybe mm -hmm. sounds an odd thing to say, but good hairdressers have good hands and they can manipulate hair, and I could always do that. Right. Um, and I was good at communicating, I think, at the time, and I loved teaching and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so over a period of time, I became responsible for all the photographic work, for all the video material we right. used to do, did loads of editorial work for magazines, worked backstage in Paris, and mm -hmm. did you know all of that, mm -hmm. and eventually was appointed art director. And uh, I did that for 15 years, and, and, I, you know, and I loved it. But we traveled a lot, had a mm -hmm. couple of young kids. Sure. Um, I was away like six months the first year. My son was, was wow. born. Yeah. And, um, you know, gradually over a time period, I thought, I really don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And so um, I've become very good friends with a very good photographer who um, is now, who actually, I think he's now working in America, actually, mm -hmm. or may have retired now. Um, and he said, well, why don't you just take six months out and come and just assist me Mm -hmm. If you assist me, I won't pay you, but I'll teach you how to... Yeah. Because I was doing so much photographic work. Mm -hmm. We were probably spending three or four days a week in the studio mm -hmm. shooting yeah. for magazines and whatever. And, I, and it, that became much more of my interest rather than actually doing the hair. I wanted to be mm -hmm. you know, involved in the photographic process. Mm -hmm. um, and so we went to Japan for a little while because I spoke a bit of Japanese and I had lots of friends in Japan and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just started assisting and da-da-da-da-da. And then about a year in, a friend of mine just phoned me up, who was a very good hairdresser, and said, would you do some pictures for us? I said, yeah, I'll just do it for free because I don't know what I'm doing sure. at the moment. Right. Sure. We did the pictures, and they ended up on the front page of Hairdresser's Journal. Wow. Um, and then somebody else rang me and said, oh, I didn't know you were a photographer now. And, <laughs> da, 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 yeah, and, yeah. and then a year and a half later, I, I, I was kind of, you know, I, I could make a career out of this because yeah. I never thought I could be a photographer, sure. ever. That's I, great. I had a really good camera when I was 16 sure. years old, and mm -hmm. I've always loved it, but I never thought I could make a living at it. Sure. And then gradually, over a period of time, we just built the business up, and, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm back in love with the industry again yeah. After, yeah. after all the time, yeah. which is really odd, which is, I love it now. You know, what's, what's interesting, because you brought this up, and it's been a conversation for a couple of different people we've had today. How many people worked, did something, you know, changed their careers, and did it for free? You know, worked for six months, did yeah. it for free, worked yeah. for somebody for three years, yeah. as we talked yeah. to Dennis earlier, did it for free. Yeah. That making that kind of transition yeah. and getting that education yeah. from yeah. somebody. Yeah. Everybody thought I was mad. Uh -huh. 
You know, I, I walked out of a job, I was earning, I think, a, about £75,000. This was 1990, I was earning 75 grand a year. Yeah, wow. Had an had a M, M-class BMW sitting in the drive. And pounds yeah. are worth more, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. And it was a huge amount of money. Yeah. You know, I had a young family and everything else, and I'd just, I'd just fallen out of love with that. I just didn't yeah. want to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my wife, who was amazing at the time, and just, she just said, look, if you don't want to do it anymore, do something else. Right. Which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I walked away from the job, and um, worked for six months for nothing, mm-hmm. for literally nothing. You right. know? And uh, it was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. Best thing I ever did. But it took a lot yeah. of guts to do. I don't think many people would do it. Well, well I think that's the challenge. Yeah. And it's, fu- it's funny, you know, John and I do this podcast, and yeah. it's a non-compensatory thing. Yeah, yeah, there's absolutely. No, there's nothing on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we get off of a podcast, and we enjoy mm. our lives and jobs, yeah. and the people that we work with are amazing. Sometimes we finish a podcast and go, I would do this all day for sandwiches, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, literally, absolutely. you know, hence, hence we sit here. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, I wonder if photographers, people mm. that end up in photography in general, because as I, as I stand behind a camera mm. a little bit more often yeah. out of default yeah. of the rest of the industry, all scrambling yeah. to try to learn how to take a decent picture yeah. because of the scale yeah. of content that's yeah. created today. Um, I look and I go, oh my God, there's a relationship back here, mm. but I think it's for a creative soul. And, and, yeah. and I guess what I'm getting to is there are some people that just can hear their heart well enough that mm. they have to follow it, mm. you know? And I guess I'm wondering, have, have you always been that person? Did you always uh, follow? Yeah, I think I, I think I have a creative mm-hmm. psyche, it's my, you know, mm-hmm. I'm very interested in, in art and music and and, um, and and all of that side of it, and I'm very I think I'm a quite a creative person. Mm-hmm. I'm not a great um, studier of math or a great mm-hmm. you know I'm not a scientist. I'm, it's not my thing, and that's why I think I'm probably a better photographer because I'm an image maker because mm-hmm. I have a uh, a passion for the image, but I don't have a passion for the technology. Whereas I think an awful lot of photographers get wrapped up in the tech. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they go to college, for example, yeah. and they're, they're obsessed with this camera, yeah. this light, yeah. this what, and you know, yeah. I, and I have an assistant for that who's sure. amazing. And he, right. lo- he loves it. He loves sure. all of right. that. He loves all the right. computers. Right. You know, and he'll email me every day. Oh, this, this is right. out, and that's out. And right. Whatever. I have no interest in that at all. Right. right. At all. It's not my right. my thing. Whatever. Right. All I'm interested in is the girl or the guy that's standing in front of the camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And making them and making something happen. You know. Yeah. Creating an image. Yeah. Because that's a completely different thing to me. Yeah. Than being a photographer. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I love and everything you yeah. just said. I yeah. mean, if you look at most of the really good high-end photographers, yeah, that's what they all are. Yeah, they feel. You know, yeah, they pa- feel yeah. Patrick de Michel. Well, I remember, you know, yeah, when all the guys. That, when know. I first started to play with editorial hair, I had yeah. a very short stint where yeah. it looked like maybe I would go that direction, yeah. and, and you know, got pulled a different way. The what I realized was a, a, it's very difficult. Yeah. But but nevertheless, it's passion driven. But yeah. what I what I realized was some of the guys. And girls, ladies, mm. I should say. I mean, mm. the people yeah. that are that are fueling that industry don't even have a hair license. They mm. never they yeah. never went to cosmetology yeah. school. They they grab hair yeah. with some shaving yeah. cream and they yeah. mold yeah. it. But we don't have that it, in the UK. Yeah. We don't have registration. Right. No licensing. Right. You can, and I'm not you making can, that. No. You know, a, 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 um, I'm not making a political statement. No. I'm just saying that uh, they just. Yeah. A lot of hairdressers yeah. want that. Totally. Are trying to drive that. Yeah. We're trying to get it through Parliament yeah. now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, but I think actually in a lot of ways it's the reason that we're so good in in London and, and mm-hmm. in in Britain because actually it's only the good that rises. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not right. good, you don't right. rise up in right. the industry. It doesn't right. matter whether you've got a license or not. Right. It matters how good you are. Right. Um, and it's very driven on that basis. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. You know, it's we met um, a gentleman named Peter Turnley. Oh, is he amazing? We met him in New York a little while back. Uh-huh. He was at the uh, Arojo Expo. Yeah. And it was two days of non-technical work. Right. It was all inspirational. Yeah, yeah. And he came in, and we were, you know, I'm thinking in my head, okay, mm. this guy's like, does, you know, photographs for the cover of Newsweek magazine. Right. You know, why, why is he here? Why is that? And he told this great story about how when he came back from Paris, because he was, you know, based in Paris, and he loved it, but he needed a break. So he came back to the States and ended up moving to New York, and lived in the Har- the general Harlem area and he spent he did this this photo um, did this this photo shoot for lack of a better way to put it of the community built yeah. around a barbershop yeah you know in this uh, predominantly I'm gonna say well, it was Harlem Harlem it was a poor neighborhood yeah. is what, right. what I wanted to right. say and the community and the sense of how important that barbershop yeah, was absolutely. to that community came mm-hmm. as a surprise yeah, to him, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And I don't want to speak for him, but right. that's what I get out of it. Totally. Yeah, um, and I think that that's one of the things wow. that photographers do is they bring a sense of community to uh, to whoever's looking, yeah. right? Absolutely. And that's what I like about the work that you've done is I flip through your Instagram post. I think we can all look at it and recognize the work that goes behind that. We look at that and we go, man, I wish I could do a bang like that. But all of a sudden, we're all in the same place, yeah. right? We're all in the same community looking at that work going, man, I want to get there. And I think that's what I like about your work is when I look at it, I go, man, I don't do hair anymore, but I want to do that, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that transition for you from doing hair to being in front of the camera to now being behind the camera mm. What is it about the community and, and hairdressers that maybe you didn't see in front of the camera that you now see behind the camera? Um, I think a funny thing happened at that time yeah, for please. me, which is, is kind of, and has always been a great strength for us and also a difficulty, mm-hmm. is that because we, we came from a very high-end start, we, we were very you know, sure. echelon-based, if you like. The work that we put in front of the camera was always really, really good. Mm-hmm. and. And people recognized that. So when they approached, some really, really good people approached us to, to, that were really, really good hairdressers, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's yeah. a bit, bit of a long thing. And so actually, because they knew that I was good at what I'd put in front of the camera, it put a little bit of pressure on them mm-hmm. to actually level up, level up almost. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people didn't want to work with us, particularly at the beginning, because actually they were a bit intimidated by the work that we had put in front sure. of the camera before. Sure. And only the good people then came to us, like sure. people like um, Hobbs Salons, for example, in London, that we've shot loads and loads of shoots with. They've won uh, 14 British Hairdressing Awards, I think. They've won British Hairdresser of the Year four times. Uckham was is an amazing hair cutter mm-hmm. and he did a lot of the work that you've that you've seen that's, that's yeah. on instagram and he's amazing and and again that's the same sort of thing and i think that's the the key to our success is that we won't i don't want to let anybody fail on a shoot mm-hmm. and so we drive people very hard mm-hmm. yeah. some people rise to that yeah. other people don't mm-hmm. um and they find it difficult and, mm-hmm. and i i think that's a good thing mm-hmm. because you can't be nice all the time you can't appease people all the time mm-hmm. And accept a level of work that's not as good as it should be. Totally. And so, if it comes in front of camera, and I don't think it, it's good enough, yeah. then we'll send it away, and mm-hmm. we'll send it back. It has to go back, and to be done again, you know, because it has to be 
because there's nothing worse than you as a hairdresser looking at that picture in six months' time and thinking, I knew it wasn't right. And nowadays they don't do it in six months' no. time. They no. shoot a picture, they post it, yeah, and they know it's it tomorrow. doesn't get, and yeah. they go, yeah. oh, I'm going I'm yeah. to take yeah. that down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the worst feeling in the world because you keep looking at it all the time totally. for the rest of your life and think, oh, I wish I'd have just changed that. I totally. wish we'd have done that. I wish. It's too late then. Totally. And that's why we work so totally. hard on the shoot. The shoots are hard work. Um, explain to me, from in your eyes, you know, the difference between the... So there's this big conversation now around the social media relationship with imagery yeah. and then imagery, yeah. you know, your quality, that. Yeah. that. And, and there's a place for... I believe yeah. there's a place Absolutely. for both, right? You know, some yeah. consumer can find me yeah. on Instagram. Absolutely. I posted a balayage that I did or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there was a minute there where I even started to ask, oh my God, iPhone 11's got this amazing yeah, camera, yeah. you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, um, kind of explain some of the nuances that you maybe enjoy or you look for in an image or yeah. you see when you... Yeah. Well, e- everything that we do is, is based for print. Right. Yeah, that's, that's the point. Yeah. Is that, it's, it, that hopefully we'll get a front cover or we'll get some print or whatever the case yeah. may be. Or that person is then going to use it for, for salon display. Yeah. So we shoot on a medium format camera, for example, yeah. um, which is 100 million pixel back to it so it gives you huge quality files 100 100 million million pixels pixels. got it on a back that's that's um four inches by four inches it's a medium format back so the quality that file comes in at 300 meg file raw so you could blow the pictures up to the size of the empire state building right right and if you want to put them in print you can Mm -hmm. retouch them to to a level where you can print for front covers and whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. If you're shooting on a phone, yeah. then that's completely the opposite. It's an eight megabyte file. You can't retouch it because there's not enough quality in the, in right. the image, so you right. can't do it. So they're completely, right. you throw, they throw a filter total, on the yeah. top of it. Throw and a then filter it, and on it. it looks yeah. And then it looks weird. whatever right. it looks. Yeah. Um, there's room in the market for both. I think sure, they both sure, drive sure. each other. Sure. I think an interesting analogy is the thing about um, Kindle and, and, and what Kindle did for the for the print book industry right. is that everybody thought that when Kindle came out it would be the death of the book and completely the opposite has happened. Totally. Right. Sales of books are up by like 500% wow. because people have started are to reading looking again. on Kindle, right. they put the Kindle down and they're starting to read books yeah. again. Mm-hmm. And it's the same analogy with photography. Yeah. Instagram and photo, yeah. Uh, Facebook and whatever yeah. drives the photographic industry forward. Well, I'm mm-hmm. gonna give you but a great quality, example yeah. of this. We started to shoot video last year right. at the salon and I was convinced in the very beginning, and by the way, I mm. believe you can start like this, just so yeah. you know, if you're at home, the only thing you have is an iPhone, you want to shoot pictures, shoot them. 100%. Shoot them. But we, I didn't have an eye to see what we were missing in the mm. beginning. I was like, oh, we're going to shoot these on, mm. uh, and we did. We shot videos, we put yeah. them out, yeah. and then all of a sudden I saw a better one, and a better yeah. one. Now, mm. I can't stand to look at those videos we <laughs> did last year. I feel a, a shell of embarrassment yes, cover my body. Yeah. And so it's interesting how your eye, uh, your mm. pa- you, your palette, yeah. right, for, for imagery yeah. kind of. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you see in an image now maybe that you, like, tell me what inspires you inside of an image. What, you know, what do you, look, what do you uh, look for that makes a professional image besides the technology on the yeah. back end? Well, there's a, it's a funny thing. We get asked this question an awful lot, and people say to you, you know, what, what say to us, what's the success? What makes a great picture? Mm-hmm. And the answer to that is everything makes a great picture. Mm-hmm. In other words, it has to be a great girl mm-hmm. or, or guy. Model, yeah. or right. model yep. whatever the case yep. may be. It has to be great makeup. Yeah. And photographic makeup is very specialist. Mm-hmm. It has to be great hair. Mm-hmm. 
has to be great styling, mm -hmm. has to be shot well, mm -hmm. has to be lit well. Right. All those things have to be at the same level. Mm -hmm. If one part of that fails, right. the other five or six parts of that fail. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, it's really, really key and really important to make sure that every single you know, duck is lined up for example. Mm -hmm. As an expression, I don't know if you have that expression in America. Yeah. But yeah, ducks in a yeah row. we have to line all the ducks up. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't get all, every single part of it, the whole thing is going to fail. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it may well be that you've shot the greatest picture in the world, but then when you look at it, the makeup's not right, mm -hmm. or the hair's not right, yeah. mm -hmm. or there's a bit of detail that's not wrong, or the retouching's not right. I mean, right. there's a lot of bad retouching sure. around as well. Sure. Um, and so all of those things make a great picture. But on the, on the other hand, yeah. we can sometimes be in the studio and we'll see a light come through the window yeah. and grab a girl, shove her into that light, right. take some pictures, and we yes. get the best picture in the world. Right. You know, and it's the, that's that same thing. Sometimes a great picture is just days and days of really, really hard work, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just a moment. Yeah. You know, and if you can get the moment right, yeah. then that's the key. Yeah. And it happens in shoots with something that's very difficult and that people don't understand is it when you start a shoot, if you're doing a shoot for a day and you've got say six models to shoot in a day mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the day goes in waves so you can start off in the you know the first girl comes out in the morning and it's great the energy's yeah. great and yeah. everything's buzzing yeah. and then it goes the next girl comes out and the energy goes down yeah. the next girl comes out the energy goes down even more mm -hmm. and then the energy goes great again because the next girl comes mm -hmm. out and vice versa and mm -hmm. the energy goes up through the day mm -hmm. and that's I think is, is part of why I'm successful is because I control that really really well mm -hmm. if the energy goes down i know what's happened mm -hmm. and i won't just let the day die i won't let somebody fail on a shoot if that mm -hmm. makes sense mm -hmm. because that's easy to do just to think you know as a photographer it's not my responsibility right mm -hmm. right no, okay yeah, the hair it, was if bad it looks the like model shit, was that's bad the model was yeah, yeah. bad yeah so therefore the shoot fails yeah mm -hmm. well the shoot's under my name right. it's going out mm -hmm. under the john rawson banner right mm -hmm. i can't let it fail right. i won't right. let it fail right sometimes it's not as good as i'd like it to right. be but i won't let it fail right and that's why i think we've been successful um I want to kind it's of tough. tear that apart a little yeah. bit because you said, you know, and, and now that you've said it, mm. I'm picturing it in my head. I want to take this apart a little bit more. You know, you said a good photographer, a good model, yeah. you know, really good makeup. <clears throat> I want to take, take that down a little bit. I'm going to start with the photographer. What makes a good photographer? What? Because obviously you have people that come to you and I, I'm assuming want you to be their mentor. Yeah. How do you know somebody's going to, what, what do you look for that says this person's going to be a good photographer? Um, I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier on. I think the really good photographers mm -hmm. are the people that can see. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's got anything to do... To, the technical thing is is irrelevant mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. yep. And it's not. That's, a, that's the sure, wrong sure, thing to sure. say because it's not at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah like but if you're on the wrong shutter speed, your lighting... You, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. I, I mean, but I'm, very, I'm very fortunate for that because right. I, I have an amazing right. assistant. Right. So I, once we get going and, and I've explained to him what I want him to do, that's his baby. Right. And I don't take much notice of it right. anymore. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I probably should take a lot more notice about it, but I've got almost a bit lazy because of that sure. because he's so good. Sure. Mm -hmm. So... If it then comes up on the screen and I don't like it, yeah. then I'll just you say tell, to Paul, yeah, say to yeah, Paul yeah. I sort, yeah. you know, sort this right. needs sorting out. Yeah. I'll do that because it's not dynamic yeah. enough. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I think all I can, then it leads me to concentrate on the one thing that I think that I'm good at, which mm -hmm. is actually getting getting that relationship with that girl or that guy mm -hmm. to t for them to tell me the story, mm -hmm. which is the story of what we want. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the big problem on a lot of shoots. For example, I did a shoot in Denver last 
year mm-hmm. and I brought loads of books and stuff Peter Lindbergh who's my idol as a mm-hmm. photographer I brought loads of Peter Lindbergh books and magazines and whatever and I sat down with all the girls beforehand and I said right this is the story mm-hmm. and this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to do it this is the, the. Mm-hmm. so telling them Hey everybody, hope you're enjoying this so far. Just wanted to cut in for a brief second here. Uh, Salon owners and managers, or maybe you're a hairdresser that has a salon owner that you would love to help uh, possibly give that person a nudge. We are kicking off our first four-day intensive workshop. It's for salon owners and managers where we're going to be basically going over, actually deep diving into all of the you know most common challenges that salon owners have that keep them from growing their salon and getting to, you know, the desired place that they want to be, you know, reaching their goals, maybe a profitable business, or maybe it's growing a larger team, or maybe it's just, you know, helping people out as they get into the industry. Um, That'll be February the 23rd through the 26th. Kuhn Hair Cosmetics has been kind enough to allow us to use their space in Atlanta. So it'll be easy access to get in and get out, and it's in a great area of town in Buckhead if you have never been there. But uh, you're going to get to spend four days with Brian Perdue, myself, John Palmieri, um, and some of the 124Go team. Definitely be a game-changing four days if you're a salon owner who's ready to get really serious, whether it's you're opening your first location, whether you're trying to expand to multiple locations. Um, the team has experience doing all of that, and uh, you know, we, we know that you'll get, uh, we know that you'll have a life-changing experience. So anyway, if you want some more information about that, email us at info at 124go.com. And now enjoy the rest of the episode. A bit like an actor. This is the storyboard. Sure. This is what the film's about. This mm-hmm. is what the story's about. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and there were three girls there in the morning, three in the afternoon we went there. And every single one of them at the end of the day came up to me and said, thank you so much. And they were all professional models. Yeah. They'd all shot loads and loads of material yeah. and whatever. Yeah. And they all said that's the first time that anybody's ever sat down and done that. Right. Huh. How can you possibly get somebody to act not? in a play right. and you don't tell don't them what the, the story script. is? Right. right. And yeah. it's the same, that's what the camera's about, right. isn't it? Mm-hmm. I want you to do this. I want you to be right. that per- I want you to be Christy Turlington right. today, please. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I want you to be Naomi Campbell. Right. I want you to be Kate Moss. I want right. you to be Sophia Loren. I want you to be whatever. Mm-hmm. If you don't tell them, mm-hmm. how do they, how, you know, you can't just put somebody in front of the camera and say, be a model. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is what happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And then they stand there and they do things and you're thinking, well, I don't, she's not doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of a quote Charles Marcus gave us the other day when he said something about Francis Ford Coppola was asked, how do you make a really great movie? Yeah. And he was like, it's because you make sure everybody there yeah. is making the same, same movie. movie. Exactly. Uh, which I love. Exactly. On that topic, that's what makes a good photographer. What makes a good model? Well... A good photographer. A good photographer. <laughs> <laughs> but I know we talked about no, a little bit before no, this, before no, the, the, the conversation. You said that one of the things you love is you love London models yeah. because they come with an attitude. They come yeah. with a. They yeah. come with. They just come with something. Yeah, yeah, There's do. a stoicness yeah. there. There's yeah. a yeah. 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 I think I love them too. Yeah, I think you know. London girls have a very particular vibe. Mm-hmm. They're very androgynous. Yeah. Most of the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Super skinny. Yeah. You know, half half the girls are tattooed from. Yeah. at the moment from the bottom of the feet to the top of the head yeah. sure. and they have a very androgynous very yeah. you know uh, specific look 
however a lot of the girls have that androgyny but mm -hmm. they're also very sexy it's a funny balance mm -hmm. but they're very full-on and if you t if, if you talk to the, to the girl and you give her the story mm -hmm. they're very good at in that interpretation and they're very you know like I was saying, saying to you John yeah. if you point a camera at a, a London girl she'll take a step towards you uh -huh. it's an it's, it's an aggression almost you know yeah I can do that right uh -huh. whereas I think in a lot of other places they come from a take much a more back. editorial background mm -hmm. um, it's much more commercial it's much prettier mm -hmm. and they used to that thing of oh I'm, I'm going to be a bit withdrawn yeah. and I want, I want to create a much sort of softer feeling it's yeah. about me being beautiful yeah. mm -hmm. because London, London hairdressing is beautiful a lot yeah. of the time but that's not really what it's about yeah. it's mm -hmm. about about a power it's about it. an yeah, edge yeah, to yeah. it yeah. so it's a very different aesthetic and I was saying you know we, sh we shot in Australia for example and there's some beautiful girls yeah. in Australia yeah. and there are a lot of amazing girls in Australia yeah. but mm -hmm. most of them have been in London yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they've picked up a bit of that yeah. now. And there's a lot of Australian girls that are, you know, mm -hmm. an Australian hairdressing is flying at the moment. Yeah, right? yeah it is flying. You know, flying at the moment. And you're shooting in, in America. There's some of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen yeah. anywhere in the world in right. America. Stunning. Right. Right. Uh, very athletic, very right. beautiful, yeah. very glamorous, yeah. very, you know, but finding girls that have that sort of edge and have yeah. that androgynous yeah. kind of thing is, yeah. a, is a bit more difficult here. Yeah, I, I find, y you know, being of super duper low level amateur mm. you know i find that for me it's about the attitude yeah it's i uh, you know and it's there's no other way to no. describe it right yeah. there's there's an attitude yeah. that mm -hmm. kind of comes yeah. and somebody that you didn't think was going to shoot well yeah. mm -hmm. you go oh my yeah. god that yeah. was a who yeah. who is this person you yeah. look in the lens and you yeah. look at the person yeah. you look in, yeah. um aren't very good at that so I was, they you know, because they look at hair, right? Mm. They pick a model because her hair's great. Right. They totally. don't pick a model because she's great, or she's right. pretty. Oh, she's pretty. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and pretty is the last thing. And you that's want. You not the thing. Girls. Yeah, that's not the. Well, thing. it was funny because I had showed you a picture on your Instagram feed yeah. that I really liked, and yeah. I said, oh, "Whenever I see hair like this, this is my favorite hair." Yeah. And you said something interesting to me. You said it's not the hair. You said it's the girl. The girl, yeah. yeah. And to tell you the truth, I didn't, I didn't think I yeah. noticed yeah. her. Yeah, but you did. But you know, when I went back and re-looked at the photo, yeah. 100%. You know what? He's right. Yeah, yeah. The style, the yeah. attitude. It all yeah, blended yeah. And the to image yeah. tells that story. Yeah. yeah. As, you know, I didn't see the hair color. I didn't right. see the curl. Right. I didn't see her face. I didn't see the yeah. makeup. I saw it all together as one thing yeah. and just, you know, loved yeah. it. But that's the thing we're just talking about, isn't yeah. it? That's the six things. All the things that you've listed are all the things that have to be right, right. Yeah. and that makes one great picture. Yeah. If her hair was crap yeah. and the rest was great, yeah. then it, it's, it wouldn't have worked. But because all the elements are right, yeah. it, it works as yeah. an image. So, you know, I was, as we were having this conversation, you know, to have somebody like you on here, number one, it's relatively unique for us. You know, we don't often get to talk to the photographer. We're all a bunch of hairdressers trying mm. to figure out how to take a damn good picture. <laughs> yeah. right. and, yeah. and, you know, we have zero yeah. professional experience yeah. around that. Right. Um, on this podcast, you know, a lot of times we'll we'll interview a hairstylist who's you know, killing it at something, mm. and you know, give us the four blah yeah. blah 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 blahs. So, if you were gonna help somebody mm. who's trying to take a better picture in yeah. their salon, yeah. to you know, what would be those couple of kind of tips that you um, would give to help them to create? You know, obviously not never near the level of what yeah. you're doing, but. Um, I, I think what I would say to somebody, if you're going to take pictures in the salon, forget about the quality. 
Yeah. Don't don't worry about the quality. Just yeah. try and capture the essence of what that person is. Going, you know, if that if you're doing something that's very masculine or whatever, mm -hmm. put them in an environment that's very masculine. Mm -hmm. Make make that the point of the story. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about if the quality of it's great. It doesn't matter if half the picture's dark and half the picture's light. Or right. you know, put her in a bit of daylight. You know, you're lucky in America. You've got sunshine nine <laughs> yeah. nine yeah. hours a day. Yeah. We have sunshine nine hours yeah. a month. Yeah, right. You know, that's why we don't shoot much daylight stuff in the UK. Mm -hmm. You know, we we fl have to fly to the Canary Islands. Or or fly right. to wherever to shoot in daylight because right. you can't do it in England. Right. So you've got, you know, for example, we were looking out, out here earlier on where in this venue here and there's all, um, a lot of palm trees and there's mm -hmm. all dapple light up mm -hmm. on, the, on, a, right. on a wall there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The light's exquisite. Yeah. Put somebody in that environment and shoot it. Shoot it on your phone. It'd be the best picture in the world. Right. Yeah, I think um, we get obsessed about the hair so much. Yeah. We forget about everything else. Correct. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. You know, get good, good, clean, nice skin, yeah. not too much makeup. Yeah. yeah. Fresh. Yeah. Really clean. Yeah. Nicely dressed, good girl, put her in the right environment as well. So I feel like you shoot a lot with Sally, am I right about that? Yeah, we've done, um, we met Sally uh, two and a half years ago or so. We've got a mutual friend, Tim Hartley, strangely enough. Uh -huh. right. And um, and he'd been talking to me about Sally and Sally had been, and he'd been talking to Sally about me. And, sure. and, da, 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 da. Yeah. and then a friend of mine that we do a lot of work with is called Charlie Price, who's mm -hmm. based in Denver, mm -hmm. runs Beauty Underground mm -hmm. and whatever. And I was coming over to shoot with Charlie to do Beauty Underground, mm -hmm. who actually we won um, Team of the Year at yeah, Naha that year. Yeah, you guys won Team of the Year yeah. that year. Yeah. And then Sally came over. And Our good buddy George Alderetti. With George Alderetti well. and Ruth, as well as Ruth the, Roche Ruth and all the guys yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, so that was, I mean, that, that was quite intimidating for me the first time mm -hmm. as well, even though I've been in it a long time. Mm -hmm. sure. they phoned, Charlie phoned me up out in the middle of nowhere and said, would you come to New York and yeah. shoot with Beauty Underground? Yeah. And it's going to be... Yeah, we're trying Me to win now. And Ruth, right, yeah. a, a Redkin, yeah. and you know Adretti yeah. and whatever. And yeah. I thought, well, you know, hang on, this is a bit, you yeah. know, a bit high end. Yeah. Um, but, and and they were looking at it in exactly the same way. Oh, we're bringing John over. We've got to raise our game because Absolutely. we're intimidated yeah. by it, which is great. Absolutely. You know, and they've been amazing. Yeah. yeah. And they introduced Sally to me, and Sally came to Denver, and we shot the f some pictures in Denver. That's mm -hmm. awesome. And you know, and we get on. She's great. She's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. what are you got? Are you working on anything exciting now? We're or? coming over again in. Um, I think it's the end of April mm -hmm. to do Sally's two collections for Naha, yeah. mm -hmm. and which will be her brand collection as well, mm -hmm. which she's doing. And then also what's happening to tomorrow and has been happening during this event, there's a competition going on, mm -hmm. and somebody who wins the competition that's being held here. You'll shoot for them. We're going to shoot for them in April. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's spectacular. Yeah. So that's kind of quite a cool thing to do. And then there's somebody else as well that we shot with here last year who's going to do a long hair collection as well. So we did. And then I'm, I'm in Montreal for 10 days shooting for something, and then I'll come down here and do that. Mm -hmm. That's so all good. Yeah, yeah. great. Um, this is going to be kind of a little silly, but we're talking about Sally Rogerson, we're talking about Tim Hartley, and, we're talking, and, and both came from that Sassoon right, background. You've had that yeah. Sassoon background. One of the things I want to point out a little bit is, you know, when you and I were having a pre-conversation before this podcast, we were looking at some of your photos, mm -hmm. and I was admiring the outline, yeah. right, of some of the Sassoon-style haircuts that yeah. you had photographed. And I was like, oh, that's just so Sassoon. Mm. I, I mean, you can even use that word as, a, as an adverb, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. Because something is of yeah. that quality. Yeah, absolutely. You know, is that something as an industry that is still lurking out there and we just don't see it? Mm. Is it just not branded as well as yeah. Sassoon did it? I, th I think it's become a little, I mean, over the last sort of 10 years, for example, yeah, yeah. it's become almost unfashionable, mm. um, which is, ridiculous mm -hmm. but it's become unfashionable because everybody's obsessed with this um 
semi-avant-garde editorial ethic huh. of hair that's been blown around, the hair that's being right. that's big and it is wafted around mm. and it's got extensions in it and mm. it's you know and it's this very much this so-called editorial feel which is nothing like what people are wearing on the street right well, now. Well, no, that's or, also or true. For the, that's for also the past, true. Yeah, you know, yeah. five. Yeah. So it's but the continue. I don't want to interrupt no. your thought, but. Yeah, it has. It's become unfashionable. Yeah. And actually, what has happened as well is that every movie star, every pop singer, everybody that's in the fashion industry had long hair and had that whole kind of aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, in the last year or so, all of a sudden quite a lot of the big actresses, for example, like Shalise Theron or whatever, are starting to have a haircut. And that's what we need as an industry, is for more people that are in the media to sport good haircuts mm-hmm. to sport good hair yeah. because we need to get those people back into the salons yeah. having the haircut every six weeks well mm-hmm. it's funny we had a conversation with frank gambuza a while back out of mm-hmm. knoxville and you know he said something really interesting everybody's been wearing their hair long mm. you know um celebrities are wearing their hair long yeah. mm-hmm. it's almost like we forgot how to cut hair yeah absolutely now obviously we didn't no. but it seems as though that technical skill set of, yeah. of making that perfect bang yeah. mm-hmm. about doing that outline around the face mm-hmm. that just bevels under perfectly you just it's hard to find yeah. hard to see that technical yeah. and, I, and I think the thing about I liked about your photos is that you you made that stand out like yeah. I, now well there's shape inside yeah. of all yeah. of these yeah. you know that's what I was just talk about is is yeah. that is that you is that the stylus is that <coughs> well, one of the both I, I think it's all the above like yeah. we talked about before but the, the thing about yeah. it is that 99% of the girls that we shoot in London mm-hmm. it's their hair Right. It's their yeah. real That's, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah. for the British Hairdressing Awards, yeah. you can't use wigs. You can't, uh, can't use hair extensions. Yeah. I think you can use some, some false pieces and stuff now. Sure, but sure. Up until the last few years, it, it had to be real. It can't just be a wig. No, it had to right. be it can't real just hair. Be a wig. And yeah. that's why the hair looks so amazing, because it has to be cut well, coloured yeah. well, and blow dried well, finished well. Um, and I think um, we've become a bit too obsessed with trying to do those things with wigs because it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you don't get the same finish as we're having this conversation. I'm just, I'm going to do another encouragement. So it's John J O H N Rawson, R A W S O N on Instagram. Mm. I'm just sitting here scrolling your feed as we're kind of having this discussion because as you were asking the question, I wanted to sort of gauge, you know, uh, where the question was coming from. And, and, and what I see here are these beautiful structures, Mm -hmm these statement you know type images and there was a minute recently we interviewed um allison alhamad um editor of modern salon and you know i'd kind of posed the question like a couple years ago i thought editorial was just going to go away yeah and the reason why was the you know the influencers and and i was like i think it's going to go away but i think at some point now i think i I was i was definitely Mm. wrong of Mm. course like you know but now I realize I think there's always going to be that person inside that goes like, okay, great. I see what everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. but like I have this desire to create, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, absolutely. something yeah. special. Right. And I mean, that's, that's kind of what mm-hmm. I see. And I, um, I have to credit Sally. Mm-hmm. I know in our organization, because we've, we've taken uh, Sal, on Sally Rogers and haircutting mm-hmm. inside of our education yeah. team. And I've watched the people uh, I participated, but mm-hmm. to, I'm not behind the chair enough yeah. for, for me to make a dent yeah. in what goes on mm-hmm. as far as with that, you know, with that yeah. group. Mm-hmm. But I've watched the people that have, you know, been in that process mm-hmm. really become yeah, hair cutters yeah, again. Haircutters again. Right. And I think the entire mm-hmm. company, you know, everybody, mm-hmm. all the girls, uh, 
men and women that we work with, but very few guys, just Michael mm. cutting yeah. hair and mm. me every, yeah. every now mm. and again, would agree that we lost that yeah. technical, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, well, as it's far hard. as... It's yeah. hard work. Yeah. And this is what the thing, the thing about cutting, if you're going to cut hair well, it yeah. is hard work. Yeah. You know, you have to get in the right position. Yeah. You have to put the right tension on there. Yeah. It's difficult. It's hard work. Yeah. And it, people have almost kind of... They don't. A lot of people don't want to work that hard anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do that. They want to just go da, 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 put a hairdryer into something and put a bit of product on it. And the product houses have driven yeah. that, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. You know, it's almost a thing of where you know the big boys like L'Oreal and Weller and whatever. If you have this product, it'll create this hair. Yeah. What I like about your photographs, though, is I think they inspire people to want to do better. Because mm-hmm. when I look yeah. at those pictures, I'm like. Dang. That's the real thing. Yeah. That's the real. Yeah. I want to be yeah. able to do that. Yeah. And you know, again, I haven't picked up a pair of shears in five years yeah. since you know I moved to Georgia. You know, but some people do. Sorry, I didn't, oh, okay. you know, we, we work with a couple of guys like I work with Christopher Benson, for example, yeah. and he does the most amazing wigs in the world. Mm-hmm. And he, ca- but he works really, really, really hard to cut them well right. and to finish them well. And mm-hmm. they they look like real hair, yeah. you know. And that's the key. You can use anything you want to do in you know to create great hair. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as it, but it is hard work. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is hard work. I can't mm-hmm. tell you. Mm-hmm. You know. Since mm-hmm. you're, you know, part of the fashion industry, especially with the hairpiece, and you know, we we always like to think that fashion is is moving a little faster than the rest of us have kept up with. What do you see coming? You know, what are you seeing as more popular? What do you think the trends are moving toward? We talked about the seventies are a real yeah. thing right now. Yeah. Well, we've just gone through, you know, eighteen months, two years of the seventies and eighties as being the two big influences, whatever. Right. But it was funny actually. Yesterday, I was just, just by accident, a friend of mine's doing the makeup um, for. Um, uh, one of the big shows, mm-hmm. which is going to be in a London Fashion Week in a few weeks' time, which is the Yoji Yamamoto show. Mm-hmm. And Yoji Yamamoto was my favourite designer in, with Miyaki and whatever, all the mm-hmm. Japanese designers sure. in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And they've just launched their new collection for this year, which is about as 1980s as it's possible to be. <laughs> Men, men's high trousers, yep. mm-hmm. big oversized jackets, mm-hmm. sure. big oversized mm-hmm. shirts. Mm-hmm. Thank God, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm quite a big guy. So for me, you know, it's been 20 years of skinny mm-hmm. pants mm-hmm. and all over. Mm-hmm. It's been a nightmare mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm the happiest person in the world yeah. that we can get the big fat pants yeah. out and the big yeah. jackets and everything else again because it's great. And I think that that's going to be because it looks so fresh and yeah. so current and yeah. so new yeah. and the best thing with that kind of unstructured clothing right. is structured hair yeah because mm-hmm. we've had yeah. the, the opposite right. thing yeah. we've had very structured yeah. clothing I, I and very pick, unstructured hair i can so picture a, a, a runway show probably yeah. on oprah yeah. back in the 80s <laughs> and yeah, it was yeah. like willy wear or yeah, something yeah, yeah. and yes, it was do you yes, remember yes, what yes, i'm talking yes, about yes, yeah. and it was you know that style of clothing you just described but the hair was structured, structured. Right. and so it brought it together. Yeah. Now yeah. I, you know, I'm aging myself, and I'm, yeah. you know, making myself sound like an old guy. But so what we're saying for all you hairdressers out there is start working on your structure because it's coming it's back. Coming. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. Let's yeah, hope it's so. coming. Let's hope Just so. like foiling. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm watching Jay Wesley Olson yeah. in the other room. You know, yeah. doing a foil placement. Yeah. Right. You know, and um, for the for the cosmetology students that listen to us that don't want to pick up a foil because it's not cool. Right. Right. Uh, don't do that to yourself. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Um, man, this yeah. is just this has been such a cool uh, discussion as far as around uh, the industry. Um, John, what's on your mind? You know, uh, you started off this conversation with um, saying, um, you know, I sounded like a schoolgirl when I found out John was here because I was excited. I'm still excited, yeah. right? even it's after a, this conversation. No, awesome. Because, again, I, I all I can say is I look at that photography. I know how hard it is because... I can't figure it out. Yeah. Um, it's magnificent work. It takes a lot of talent. 
but what I love about what you're doing is not just the the artistic expression that you're you're showing you're providing inspiration to a lot of people that say I want to be better I yeah. want to do better yeah. and I look at that photography and it just inspires I you know I'm sure not just myself others to, to want to do that how do I get to be better how do we get to yeah, do absolutely. better one of the pictures that I just liked on your Instagram was 200 of the covers that you had done mm -hmm. laid out yeah. um, and you know I mean that that to me says hard work right yeah. you know just I mean you don't do 200 of anything no. right without without working no. hard um, no I'm truly blessed for that I mean that's amazing I mean we've won you know, I've won 30 something BHA awards yeah. wow. with, with clients. Wow. We've won, I think we've won 10 NAHAs now wow. in the last five years. Wow, or that's, that's four hours, whatever. Yeah. You know, we've won in Australia, we've won in Germany, we've won in Japan, we've won, you know. We've, but the, my biggest thing yeah. that for, for us yeah. is that with those clients, we help, help them to get into press as yeah. well. We have a press agency. Yeah. Sure. Um, and the, on the back of that, I think we're up to 230. Um, front covers that we've had, yeah. either digital or, or in yeah, print, that's vast incredible. majority in print, yeah. which is astonishing. Yeah. And I'm internally grateful for that. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. that goes back to what we said right, right at the beginning. That's what we shoot for. Yeah. We shoot for you shoot for, for front the cover. covers. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I'll yeah. tell you, I want a front cover. That might yeah. be one of the most impactful. You you said a lot of mm. amazing things, but that was the thing that punched me in the face when you said that. Uh -huh. You know, everybody's shooting for a. a a, a thumb stoppable yeah. you yeah. know a yeah. like right and you're shooting for a cover yeah that's an entirely different yeah. talk about vision we yeah. talk about vision all the time that's yeah. an entirely different approach yeah. to taking a picture yeah. um if we're out there somebody's listening and they want to hire you and um how do, how do we get how what's the best way to get a hold of you just um go onto the website Yep, website yeah. is uh, the the dot net. Yeah. And um, oh, there's or a contact. Or on Instagram, they can just or whatever. Instagram. Okay, so they can direct message on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Somebody will pick that John up. Rawson. Yeah, John just Rawson. at John yeah, Rawson. Just at John Rawson. On Facebook, I don't, I don't even know what that is. John Rawson. Yeah, no, I'm saying on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, awesome. Whatever. Um, John, anything uh, you feel like we left on the table you want to say? Uh, you know, no, just thank, yeah. thank you so much. I mean, we didn't expect to do this. Yeah, I, no, I, I came in to set up for the, for the, uh, for the lecture tomorrow yeah. and to catch up and whatever. So it's really, really nice to meet you guys. Yeah. It's not, I love what you're doing. Thank yeah. you. Um, Thanks. Thank you we don't do so much of blogging and whatever in the UK. Yeah. It's very oh. much. No? no. Well, yeah. I think it's starting to happen, okay. whatever. It's, yeah. You know, we're doing quite a bit with um, with various people and we come in and talk to magazines and whatever. Yeah. We do a lot of stuff like that. But this is really nice format to do and you're very relaxed at doing it and it's great. It's yeah. really been Thank enjoyable. You. I've enjoyed yeah. it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Awesome. Pleasure. Thanks so much. Every time we have one of these conversations, I walk away with a little bit more than I knew before I came in and I love that about these podcasts. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, we also walk away with a lot of gratitude to our listeners. You know, we, we, we're watching those listens go up. We've crossed the 20,000 mark just recently. Um, there, I, we, we hate to ask, but we know there's a few things we need to ask for. I don't hate asking. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Hey, for those of you who haven't heard me ask before, five-star reviews. You got the phone in your hand, it's down by your lap, I don't care where it is, but it's not that far away from you. Five-star reviews, you know you want to do it, you know you love this podcast, share it with the world because every time you create a five-star review, an angel gets his wings. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, and while that angel's getting his wings, it helps us move up. Um, you know, it helps us get more noticed in the podcast world, helps share the message. And if you're really being served by this, which we hope you are, 
um, you know, we'd love for you to share that with some other salon owners. The other thing we're going to ask you to do is to follow us on Instagram at 124.go as well as Facebook. We're going to get more active on our Facebook page. And so if you're a Facebooker, then uh, follow us on Facebook at 124.go. And um, if you're a grammar, please tag us in your stories and we'll do the same uh, in ours. So thanks again for listening, everybody. We will see you on the next episode. Bye.